Hey everyone, welcome back to the Pilot's Wife podcast. This is Amy McLaren. The other day, Josh came home and he said, I know what you should do for your next podcast episode. And I was like, oh yeah, what's that? And he said, you should talk about how to get out of a funk. And I was like, well, what, sh- what should I talk about? And he was like, I don't know, I'll just give you the headlines. And so I had to think about it. And I'm like, well, because he was just talking about how to get out of a funk in general and, you know, get motivated and stop procrastinating or whatever and I was like well that's not really applicable to relationships my podcast is supposed to be about relationships so I had a bit of a think about well what are some ways to get out of a funk when you're in a relationship and I started thinking about jokes I started thinking about well one way to you know cheer yourself up and stuff is, is to tell jokes and then I started to think about the kinds of jokes that you talk about that are related to marriage and relationships and why they're funny and stuff and so I wanted to just talk about that so I've tried a few things I've looked up a few things and I am reporting back on what I found So here's the question, for those of us who don't have a picture-perfect relationship, who don't put our highlights reel on social media and pretend it's all rosy, where can I get some down-to-earth inspiration without any religious barriers? Who can give me real-life encouragement, help me be a better spouse, and tell me how to get an even more enriching relationship without becoming a doormat? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Amy McLaren, and this is the Pilot's Wife Podcast. So Josh and I, we were actually in a little bit of a funk the other day. Well, we'd, we'd had a hard night, so our younger daughter, she'd, she'd woken up in the middle of the night and was crying and crying, and she wouldn't tell us what was wrong. She just kept on like pushing us away and kicking and just generally just crying and just we couldn't get it out of her what was wrong and she's able to talk so it was just that she was just refusing to say what was happening and so we got a bit frustrated and in the end you know trying to be calm trying to be calm and in the end Josh put her outside in the middle of the night you know just like I'm gonna put you outside if you just won't tell us what's wrong and he put her outside and then um and then the next minute the other one was up because she was coughing and so he um he didn't have much sleep and neither did I because we were both kind of trying to work this out and the next morning, we were both a bit at each other's throats, so a bit like just bickering and getting really upset. And we weren't even upset with each other. We were just just tired and just annoyed at ourselves for getting annoyed at our little one for being up in the night, and we couldn't figure out what it was. So, But we were in a bit of a thunk, and we both sort of left, so he went out and dropped off the older one at school, and I took the younger one to kindy. And then we came back home, and I'm like, okay, right, I'm ready for my day, and I'm, you know, bouncing around. I'm like, okay, let's do this. You know, sort of thinking, okay, well, that was stink, but let's, you know, let's move on. Whereas Josh was like, oh, man, I feel real stink. I just... um I just not motivated to do anything. It was just a really crappy morning. And he's like, how do I how do I get out of this? I just want to get out of this. Because he could see that I was I moved on and I'm just like, okay, next thing. And so I think he then started to think about it and it got me thinking as well. And I was just thinking, you know, in general, like, well, how do I cheer myself up? How do, what makes me, what makes me just move out of that phase? And I think at the moment for me, it's because I'm learning, I'm kind of doing a course. I'm doing a course on how to get your idea out there when you're just so passionate about something and you just need people to know about it. And so I'm learning and I'm, and I'm discovering all this cool stuff. And so I'm listening to stuff when I'm driving, listening to podcasts and that, and it, and it gets me excited. And so that's what gets me out of a funk at the moment. But there are lots of other things other things that I that I know to do um and one of them for me is listening to music and what I used to do like when Josh was away on uh you know when when he was flying he'd he'd go away on trips and sometimes I would you know have a hard day with the kids or whatever and just get grumpy and then I'd crack out 
a CD or a, back in the day when we still had a CD player. And, uh, but even now, just, you know, turn on some music. Music that I know that Josh doesn't want to listen to, but I really like. And so I kind of don't, you know, play it that often. I'll get, I'll crank that music out and, and it'll make me feel, feel better. Or um, I like going out in the garden and that, you know, just getting out in nature or getting some fresh air is also a big one. I know for Josh, he really gets cheered up if he has the prospect of going out and getting ice cream or getting chocolate, or if he has a chocolate. But I think it's like, a part of it is the idea of, I'm going to go get some ice cream. <laughs> um, something else that helps him, obviously, I've talked about it a lot before, is he'll go for a run and he'll listen to the podcast while he's running. And um, I really like watching a comedy. Like sometimes if, you know, we're feeling a bit down, we might just look for a comedy movie to watch in the evening. Well, not at the moment. We don't seem to have much time for movies. But that's something also that works for us. And you've, like have a think about it. What are the things that work for you? And I think most people are aware, like, oh, these are things that I know to do when I'm feeling a bit down that, that lift me up. But if you haven't thought about it in a while, just take a minute. I encourage you and think about, okay, what are the things that cheer me up? And then remember them and have them kind of in the, in the repository and bring them out and so just don't let yourself sit in a funk for too long just don't it's not a nice place to be in and sometimes we just get a bit comfortable in there like ah, oh, I just feel crap and you just start keep thinking about the stuff that makes you feel crap and I encourage you like it's not it's not helpful it's not going to work for you what's going to work for you is getting yourself out of it and going okay what do I need to do I'm going to push that button or that button the ones you've set up ahead of time that you know work to help you get out of it and so I was looking at jokes because I think you know it's it's something that a lot of us sort of turn to to make us cheer up like you know if you've you know if you've got a frown turn it around turn it upside down you know that kind of thing and when you laugh in the act of smiling it actually makes you feel better just just by doing that action it's really cool and I've found that it helps as well and so I was looking up jokes and I was like okay jokes that's something that that cheers people up let's look into how that how that could work like let's find some really good jokes because I'm not good at telling jokes for myself I have to find them and read them from from other people some people are really natural at it but just not me and so I was looking up these jokes and I was, and I was in particular I was looking at you know I found some jokes that are that are about marriage and I just want to think about you know why do we laugh at jokes and it's often because yeah we identify with them we find them funny because they they trigger something in us that we're like oh yeah I know exactly you know I've been there or I've seen that happen or we believe that it's true or that or we agree with it we agree with the message of the joke right and so we find it funny because we're like oh they've got the nail on the head they've pinpointed it but they've said it in a different way and it's funny but a lot of the marriage jokes that I see or like you know relationship jokes they don't they don't make me laugh they make me cringe. I mean, and like me, I'm a bit different. So, if when I'm watching movies, you know, like even like a romantic movie, and the, the core drama is that there's something that they didn't tell the other person, and then the whole conflict of the whole movie is because they don't tell them, they don't tell them, they don't tell them, and then it comes out at the end, and then they like break up over it, and it just drives me nuts because it's like, oh, couldn't you think of anything else to create the drama of? Of course, if you don't tell someone something that big, there's going to be a problem. Like, just tell them. You know, it's not like I'm like, oh, it's not really clever. Um, as a, com a central conflict for a movie anyway so I find it you know I get really angry at movies like that um, so I'm a bit weird I'm just trying to explain I'm a bit weird and I, I can't stand watching movies where somebody is in, is cheating in the movie like I can't watch it I just have to put my hands in my eyes I have to turn it off I just don't like it because I just don't oh I just like I'm all about relationships it's at the core of me and so if I see anything that's going wrong in relationships I just it's so hard for me I just um 
you know, like that's why I'm I'm doing this stuff because oh, it's just really hard to watch that stuff. So if it's in a movie, it's like, well, it's not even real. I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to put that in my head. You know, um, you know, I don't like thrillers and I don't like movies that have a really unhappy ending because I'm like I'm going to watch a movie to kind of lift me up I'm not going to watch a movie that then makes me think for a few days about how crap the world is or whatever um so anyway I'm all about encouraging lifting up relationships you know why would you be stinking miserable if you could be happy that's what it's about right why would you even bother putting yourself in a place that's going to make you feel crap if you knew that there was a way that you could be happier and and why wouldn't you just go after the thing that's going to make you happier, right? That's what it's all about. So when people tell these jokes that are about, oh, ball and chain and, oh, it's so funny, he was cheating and he got found out, a lot of them are like that. Like, you know, the, 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 they say something and then it turns out that they were actually cheating on them and this one thing happened and then the wife finds out. And then they're the jokes. I just find that it's, it's not funny. They're sad. You know, like, don't laugh about that. Just go, ugh poor guy like you you made a really you know bad decision like that's not going to bring you joy <laughs> choose what's going to bring you joy choose life you know so anyway um when people tell these jokes as well um I think it tells it tells me something about them as well so there, there was this um I used to work at a company that was it was quite a large company and they had a really good set of products like it was a big department store and I was brought on as part of a team to put that store online right so there was the project manager who was you know tell us what to do you do that you do that you do that and we've got this time frame tell me if you've got any issues and then we've got the guy who's the expert at online e-commerce and what it needs to do to work properly for people to like the experience and then there was me who had to uh, spend some time with that guy getting his ideas out of his head and writing them in a document that gave instructions for the developer to build it, like piece by piece, every single thing we wanted, the dots here, the T's crossed here, everything. And then we had this awesome, awesome tester, like the most amazing tester I've ever worked with, whose responsibility was, once it got back from the developer, was to test every single thing we'd written down we wanted and make sure that they'd built it how we wanted it. So real high performance team, we were all picked because we were the best of the best, you know, and that's I was the business analyst, and you know, I was the best. <laughs> no, I mean, it was a really cool team. It was like so much fun to work in a team that was just, we were just creaming it. We were just really just getting stuff nailed. It was awesome. So anyway, but this guy who was really good with the user kind of experience and how to design the, the cart in the right way, the shopping cart and stuff, he was, he was, so I'll kind of explain like the sorts of things he used to do. Like he used to, so he came and he's like, oh, look at this video. This is of me proposing to my wife. And he'd recorded himself singing the song, uh, th that that was their song like all these different places so he'd, <laughs> he went around and got someone to film them singing the song in all these different locations and then he got someone to edit it and then he played the song for her in some way well, I can't exactly remember he's like here look at me this is this is how I proposed to her and we're like oh wow that's so cool and he's like yeah man that's so cool um, you know, and he was like, yeah, I, um, I teach people at the gym, like I take gym classes because, you know, like, look how buff I am and I love telling people to, you know, work harder and get off their ass and stuff and look at my biceps, you know, um, and he's always talking about how much money he had and how he didn't give anyone the time of day if they didn't, you know, show him this, how, how much, this, how much an hour or whatever it was. Um, he was talking about how he and his wife would hang out with these celebs and go to these exclusive parties and stuff with all these famous people. Like, you know, that's the kind of guy, right? And so, and then he, um, one day we were all kind of like, uh, you know, today's a bit of a blur day. Um, he's like, let's tell some jokes. And so he told this joke and it was, you know, typical um, funny, funny joke about, like, I'm saying funny in, um, 
you know, doing that whole, like, um, quote marks, quotation marks thing, like how some guy did something and then another thing and then he got called out, you know, cheating, right? And so when I heard this joke, you know, like, for one, it tells me something about why he's telling the joke. Because what I said about earlier, like, people who agree with it or identify with it and they find it funny because it triggers something in them, I'm like, hmm, you know, what, what does it tell me about you that you think that kind of joke is funny? No, this is me, I'm... When it comes to these things, I'm, you know, this I'm very outspoken. I have very <laughs> opinions. And then, like, the colleagues and how they respond, like my other two colleagues in the team, like the project manager, she's like, ah, John, or actually I can't remember his name, but she's like, ah, John, you know, come on, you can do better than that. Sort of turns around, turns back to her desk. I'm like, okay, well, that's, you know, she's not really finding that funny. That's cool. <laughs> and then the tester, she's laughing. She's like, oh, that's a good one. Because, you know, she's she was one of these people that's like, you know, likes to please people, likes to make people feel good. And so she was laughing in response. But to me, I was like, I'm just, I can't, I can't say nothing. And so they were kind of like laughing. I was like, you know, John, I just, or whatever his name was, I just, I can't, I'm so, I just don't find those jokes funny. Because if you're telling those jokes, you are perpetuating this myth, you know, this myth that marriage sucks. Um, it's funny if you have an affair. It's funny if you go and do something stupid like that. You know, like, it's actually not an enjoyable thing to do for either party. I'm, when I say not enjoyable, I mean the after effects of it. Like, to make a decision to do that, you've got to have the consequences, and the consequences are not fun. You know, like, why would you make a decision to do that? It's not funny. Like, don't don't agree with it. Don't laugh at it, you know. <laughs> anyway, I wasn't going that crazy, but I was just like, you know, I don't really agree with that sort of those sort of jokes. You know, like I'm all about how, you know, if you want to have a marriage that's awesome, like do the things that make your marriage awesome. You know, like not let's not joke about stuff like that because then it puts people, it puts it in people's head that it's funny and it's acceptable and it's okay and we can just laugh about that stuff. And anyway, I was like, okay, I'm really sorry. I've got to apologise. I feel very, very strongly about this. I'll just go back to my desk now. <laughs> anyway, I just couldn't shut up. So anyway, I don't think. So that's a clever way to do relationships, you know, those kinds of things that people joke about. And, and telling them, to, talking about them and laughing about them, I just think that's perpetuating these marriage myths, these ball and chain myths. It's like game over, marriage sucks, you know, people are useless when they get married, let's not get married. Um, and so many of these, you know, many of these jokes are about stereotypes, you know, there's a useless man, there's a neurotic wife. Uh, you know, there's a ball and chain, there's never any happiness when you get married. I'll tell you some of them, like, some of the examples. You might find these funny, but I guess I find them a bit cringy. So, there's this man whose wife says, um, you know, the parents are coming over for dinner, can you go out and get some snails, and we're going to have snails for dinner. So the man goes out to get the snails, and then he finds himself in the local pub, and before he knows it, he's had a few drinks, and it's nine o'clock by the time he... Gets, uh, gets home and so he throws the snails onto the ground in front of the door then he knocks on the door and his wife goes where have you been it's nine o'clock and he turns back to the snails he goes come on guys we're almost there I don't know if you find that one funny but I'm like yeah why, what didn't, why didn't he just uh, talk to his wife and say hey I don't really feel comfortable around your parents because they make me feel useless and then she'll go well I don't know should we just go bowling with them instead of having a dinner so we can't really talk much or you know like just have an easy, simple conversation. <laughs> or there's, um, you know, the neurotic wife. Like, the joke is the guy goes to the local bakery and, the, and, and this massive, massive blizzard and it's freezing outside and terrible and there's no customers. And the baker goes, oh, what are you here for? And the, the guy says, oh, I need six rolls, please. 
And the baker says, that must be for your wife. And the guy says, how do you know? And he says, well, your mum wouldn't send you out in this blizzard. <laughs> you know, like the, the anal wife who just has to have her roles because, you know, she has to have roles. It doesn't matter about the weather. Like, it's not, you know, not saying nice things about females in general. And, you know, maybe if the guy had just gone, hey, look, it's a bit stink weather outside. How about we think of something else? She might have gone, yeah, okay. You know, like, she's probably not even that neurotic. I don't know. Anyway. So, anyway. If we treat each other and think of each other like enemies, our relationship will be strained because we think the other person isn't for us. <laughs> Sorry, I'm quite passionate about this. So when we marry, it's the only family member we get to choose. I talked about this in my last podcast. It's the only family member we get to choose. Family is blood ties. We're always tied, even if we get divorced. Like, especially if you've got kids, but even if you're not. When you marry someone, you give away a special part of yourself. They give a piece to you, and you can never undo it. It's never going to be taken away. So when you're married, you're part of the same team. If you want to be married, make sure you want to be on the same team, right? Because if you then pick someone that's useless, well, come on, like, kind of got to take a little bit of responsibility. But, you know, like, in reality, everyone is useless at some stuff and good at some stuff, all right? So how about instead of finding all the things that are wrong about our team member... Why don't we concentrate on making the best of them as a team? Like, find out what you're good at. Find out what they're good at. Bring out the best in each other and achieve so much more happiness together than if you're you know, constantly thinking about the stuff they're useless at or the stuff that annoys you. You know, if she's better at X than him, well, don't tell him he's useless. Build up the things he's better at and... and and make sure she's not doing those things and he's doing those things that he's good at. If he's unaware there's a problem but she's going ballistic, don't call her names and decide she's crazy, but stop, touch her and say, you sound like you're upset about X. And if she says, no, I'm upset about, I'm upset about blah, 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 I go, okay, you're upset about blah, blah, blah. And then she says, yes, and you say, that must be really hard. It's about 15 words and honestly, that's all you need to do. So there are lots of these tips and tricks and if you want to have a happy team, you just need to figure out a tip or a trick that works, right? To help you have a happy team. Like, that's the goal. You want to be happy, you want to be joyful, you want to have a good marriage, right? So when you're married, if you start thinking you're all good and they're all useless, just remember who you're talking to. You're talking to your very own yes man or yes woman, right? When you're talking to yourself, you're going to agree with yourself. You're going to decide that you're better at everything and useless. Of course, yourself is going to agree with you. And if you start telling your mum, your sister your friend, people who are close to you, who are they going to agree with? They're going to agree with you. They're your yes men and woman too. So they're your first party perspective, right? You're your first party perspective. You, you, you're telling yourself some stuff, you're going to agree. You, your people who are close to you, they're going to agree with you too. They're your first party perspective. You can get a second party perspective by talking to your spouse about this stuff. And that's better, but it's still going to be clouded because they're going to have, you know, there's going to be some conflict of interest because there's some things that they're going to be telling themselves that they agree with as well, right? But the third party perspective is your, is your ultimate, right? It's somebody who's looking at it from the outside, who doesn't agree with one side or the other, but can tell you an objective point of view, right? And a lot of people don't have that in a relationship. Uh, let me tell you the third party perspective. You are good at some things. They are good at some things, and now you're married, you're a team. Make it your mission, if you don't already know, to figure out what they are good at. Think about them, encourage those things, focus on them, and don't berate them for the things they're not good at. This is, um, this is Well Done 101, like um, the book Well Done. Just 
encouraging them for the things they're really good at. And then when you tell them that you appreciate them and that they're good at them, they do them more. It's amazing. That's that's what that the concept of that book. And you don't want them to tell you what you're not good at. You want them to tell you what they think you're good at, what they respect you for, why they appreciate you. You know, that's going to be a way happier marriage. So that's why that's why I don't agree with these ball and chain marriage sucks jokes. They bring each other down. They make it acceptable and funny and cool to take the other person down. If you think about it, if your peers think your spouse is useless, what does that say about you? You're a loser for staying with them. So you're either a loser for sticking with someone useless or you have to get out so you don't seem like a loser. Any idea how crap divorce is? Probably a lot of you do. I haven't been divorced and I'm, I'm not planning to, but I know it's pretty crap when you break up with someone, when you have a relationship that's broken down. It's, it's awful. It's heart-wrenching. And that's not even divorce. That's just, you know, like meaningless relationships when you're younger and stuff. But when you've spent so much of your life together and shared everything and then you're pulling it apart and separating it, it sucks, man. It's much more easy to think about the things they're good at and focus on them and improve your relationship, you know? So focus on what they're good at. Nobody thinks you're a loser. Your spouse knows what you like about them. They do that more. You're happy. It's a win-win. So I'm just going to leave you with some jokes that I think are really funny, but they're still clean. They're not derogatory to wives or husbands in general. And, you know, if you're looking for some jokes to tell to be funny, here's some. And there's plenty of others. But I encourage you, choose jokes that, if you're trying to get out of a funk, if you're trying to cheer yourself up, choose jokes that don't choose you know, to perpetuate a myth that leads to misery, because <laughs> ultimately that's not going to cheer you up. Jokes are supposed to cheer us up and get us out of our funk. Let's choose carefully. Okay, so here's some, some cool jokes I thought were quite funny and had quite a giggle about. On the morning of her birthday, a woman told her husband, I just dreamed that you gave me a diamond necklace for my birthday. What do you think it means? Maybe you'll find out tonight, he said. That evening, the man came home with a small package and gave it to his wife. She ripped it off, ripped off the wrapping paper and found a book titled The Meaning of Dreams and How to Interpret Them. I think that's quite funny. When I married Donna, I could get both hands around her waist, said my husband's grandfather. Pointing at his full-figured wife, he boasted, Now look how much I got. That's what I call an investment. Oh, I like this one. On the first night of their honeymoon, the husband isn't sure how to tell his bride about his stinky feet and smelly socks, while the wife is wondering how to break the news to him about her awful breath, which, so far, she's been able to cover up. After some soul-searching, the husband gathers his nerve and says, I have a confession. She draws closer, peers into his eyes and says, Darling, so do I. Recalling, he says, Don't tell me you've eaten my socks. <laughs> One of my customers at the Department of Motor Vehicles wanted a personalised licence plate with his wedding anniversary on it. As we completed the paperwork, he explained, This way, I can't forget the date. A few hours later, I recognised the same young man waiting in my line. When his turn came, he said somewhat sheepishly, I need to change the numbers on that plate application. Two convicts are working on a chain gang. I heard the warden's daughter up and married a guy down on cell block D, the first con says to the other. The warden's mighty upset about it too. Why, asked the second prisoner. Because she married a con? No, because they eloped. Anyway, I hope you found at least one of those funny. So anyway, I, I just want to encourage you. The next time you're sharing jokes or telling jokes or looking for jokes to cheer yourself up, don't go for the ones that perpetuate myths and really they're talking about stinky situations when you really look at them but look for ones that are clean and funny and just all on good fun so anyway i hope you have an awesome week hope i made you laugh a little bit thanks so much for listening ka kite.